podcasting from the deep depths of cyberspace. This is Darn IT Podcast, cybersecurity made simple, and I'm your host, Darnie G. Episode number 10. Don't let hackers take your DNS down or domain name system. Okay, thank you again for listening to this episode of Darn IT Podcast. Today's episode is about not letting hackers take over your life. Now, this episode will be talking about DNS, which is abbreviated as domain name system for all for all those people who are intrigued over the many acronyms we as IT cybersecurity people have to endure with for most of our lives. And yes, there is a lot. So I hope you enjoyed our previous podcast and uh, Lucifer will not be joining us again this episode. So I apologize for all those who were super excited to have him uh, guest starring in my podcast, but um, it's not going to happen this time. Sorry. So DNS domaining system provides the location and IP addresses of the server that hosts the domain that you're trying to access. So for example, Google. Um, Google's IP, and I believe it's either google.com or google.ca. I can't recall which one I actually trace rooted, but it's one or 216.58.182.195. So what the system does in a very elementary level is it converts that 216.58 IP address into something more palatable like google.com. Now, if this isn't translated uh, correctly and the, the name, the domain name that is entered in the web browser, for example, is not translated properly, the user trying to look for that website will usually be met with a server not found um, screen. Now, I'm sure you've, you know, you've been around for a while. I'm, I'm going to make this um, assumption here. And you visited websites that said, you know, server not found, web page are not found. And just think about those feelings for a second when you, you're trying to reach a website or you're given a link or told to go somewhere and you were grossly, grossly upset over the fact that you were not able to see or do anything on that particular website. So this can lead to all sorts of assumptions or even worse, a loss of revenue and brand reliability for that website. So not all websites do turn profits, so this may not be applicable for all of them, but it really depends on your situation. Like, for example, if you're running a business and you have a website and that website goes down and you have a prospect that's saying, hey, I want to look at this person's website to see about their product I've been hearing about, like on the media or through a friend or business associate, etc., and they go try to access your website and your website is down. What do you think they're going to say or think about your website? Typically speaking, that doesn't look well on you because A, your website's down. That's kind of like your storefront. It's it's essentially the same analogy as if someone were to go to a brick and mortar uh, location and the science is closed and they cannot enter in and they would just go to either the competitor or somewhere else. So why DNS is critical because it's essentially a critical component to the internet's performance. This is unfortunately, however, vulnerable, very vulnerable to cyber attacks. 
Hackers can target and affect hundreds or thousands of websites by targeting a single DNS provider. These security threats are growing more complex and frequent. There's over a 71% increase in the last four years of uh, denial of service attacks against various DNS providers all over the world. This is why there are alarms sounding in the cyber community um, for solutions for DNS resilience. Uh, this must be considered for e-commerce or business or businesses across the globe. So there's really no limit to the amount of um, sort of warnings that have been out there since, you know, 2013, 2014 onward uh, until today to 2012, the importance of having some sort of DNS redundancy. And, and this is where that this becomes really important. So what is DNS redundancy? Uh, consider the DNS redundancy as sort of a fail-safe or a backup mechanism for DNS outages. Now, I, I hope some of you can recall back in 2016, and this particularly applies to my Canadian and American listeners, um, there is a company or is a company called DYN. Uh, it's a major DNS host, and it suffered a denial service attack, which means their servers were flooded with useless data. So a typical, the typical DNS traffic could not go through, and a lot of websites went down. Uh, this attack really disrupted the eastern seaboard of the United States and Canada. Um, a lot of websites like um, Twitter, uh, Etsy, SoundCloud, Spotify, Shopify, etc., were taken down, and. Um, when, when I experienced this, um, when I saw Twitter go down, it didn't last for a long time, don't get me wrong, but this really kind of struck a chord in me in, in terms of understanding back even in 2016, the importance of DNS reliability and the fact that cyber criminals are now targeting uh, organizations like DYN to af dramatically affect these businesses all over the world. Now, DNS redundancy could mean, to kind of put this in um, sort of a perspective or paint a picture here for you, uh, in the event that a DNS provider is suffering an attack or infrastructure failure or even a configuration uh, error, which, which happens to the best of us, uh, understand that no one's perfect, the, the backup or secondary DNS server will take over the load and redirect traffic to minimize errors. Now, I'm really simplifying this. There's, there's more of a complex makeup that goes on, but it, it wouldn't be cybersecurity made simple if I was complicating this a bit further. So I, I know some of you, you tech people are, are saying, oh, explain more to me, and I would love to. But for the sake of the listeners that do listen to my podcast, I'm just trying to keep everything sort of um, in layman's terms so that people can understand the very basic makeup. So I'm sure all of you can sort of picture that those two servers in your mind and say, if one goes down, the other one takes over. Now, it's not always simple like that. Um, some, some of these systems are set up to kind of uh, load balance. Um, but primarily speaking, um, there are certain websites, and I've seen a lot of businesses that I've dealt with, um, you know, big and small, that rely heavily on one DNS provider um, to manage their, their traffic or to manage their website. And, and I, I, in the security realm, it, it makes me feel very odd when companies like Twitter, for example, rely on one DNS host. But what really gets me interesting, and, and I know this is going to kind of be out of left field for you, you people, but 
But why is the porn industry ahead of its time? Yes, yes, you heard me right. Why is the porn industry ahead of its time? Well, I'm not sure if this is an honorable mention. Um, and uh, I, I'm, I, but albeit it's, it's an interesting one because when I saw the DYN DNS attack unfold back in 2016, I kind of went into a bit of research mode to see about, you know, why is this happening? You know, thinking about sort of, I made that sort of presupposition about um, tech companies and tech giants like Twitter, uh, and I'm attacking Twitter, and I don't mean, you know, to, you know, deface Twitter in any way, but it's just an example of one of the many other websites. Like, you know, I could talk about Etsy, SoundCloud, Spotify, Shopify, all them, but I'm just attacking Twitter because, you know, most of us use it to the most part. But what I realized is that those major pornography websites have already had redundant DNS failovers. Really, they did. And... And it was it was more of a, an amazement factor for me um, than anything else because you would assume okay, and this is what got me and 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 feel free to to comment on this as well. But think about the the redundancy aspect of the pornography industry. You know, really, one can argue they're not really offering essential service. They're not really. Um, if if the porn industry goes away tomorrow, I don't think, well, again, I'm not a psychologist by any means, but I know people are going to say, you know, oh, darling, you know, this and the other thing. But 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 in, in sort of like a 40,000 foot level, uh, the porn industry is not an essential service. Right. And and what really, really rips me apart that these industries have already had the foresight and the technological advancements to be implementing a redundancy DNS service in the beginning, even back in 2016. And, and that blew me the heck away because it really, it, it, when you really kind of sit down and ponder that, you know, think about that for a second. And you look at, you know, especially when, in, in my perspective, and I see a lot of businesses who do not implement DNS failovers. And these are like companies like, you know, Twitter or some of my website hosts or, or et cetera or not mine specifically, but, you know, in the general sense, you know, they don't typically offer this, or if they do, it's not really communicated well to, to businesses to have that failover system in place because of that, right? They, they're usually the ones who try to captivate the users to, you know, initialize their domain service, domain name service, their email system, and they try to pack it in one box. And, and I'm sure you're sick of me, sick of me hearing me say this, but never keep your eggs in one basket, especially when it comes to your digital footprint or your emails or your website. You got to diversify that. Same thing goes for your DNS services. You need to not keep your eggs in one basket because like when it comes to the porn industry, you know, they've already thought way ahead of time about these vulnerabilities in our DNS systems. And since the DNS is essentially, the, the DNS systems are the backbone of our internet, that it's it's really coming down to a point where even in 2021, this is still not considered a priority for a lot of online businesses, especially in this day and age, you know, with COVID-19 pandemic, et cetera, happening, we're all working online and on the internet, that our businesses should be secured because of all the, the noise and the, the violence, digital violence that's going on in the digital realm to best protect your assets. I also want to make a mention as a, re, a recent news in May 2021, um, that security researchers disclosed a vulnerability that 
will affect DNS resolvers that could be exploited against name servers. Um, this this flaw is called a SUNAME. name. Uh, it's spelled T S U N A M E. SUNAME name um, configure or misconfigures the DNS service by essentially bouncing back and forth from zone to zone, sending nonstop queries to servers and parent zones. This will, at the end of the day, overwhelm the parent zone, causing it not to respond and or crash. Now, this is a most recent flaw that has been disclosed, and and this is the reason why I'm putting this in, because, um, you know, why the attacks will continue to increase, you know, month over month, year over year. Um, I've yet to see a decrease in denial service attacks against um, DNS hosts, to be honest. If anything, I'm seeing an increase. And it's it's an up and down pattern, but you need to understand that the 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 overall value in taking down a website and hurting someone's reputation or causing as much damage as possible is at the forefront of a lot of these criminals' mindsets and that they want to take down these websites because they want to disrupt. Now, either for disruption for financial gain or for bragging gain, I have no idea. It really depends. But you need to understand, too, that these people usually have a... Um, um, a front, a foot front first system in order to sort of attack these businesses alike or these online um, DNS uh, name servers. But the exploits that existed and exist today is really a testament to the resolve of these criminals looking at ways to disrupt the open internet. Now, consider the fact that some nation state attackers are looking at disrupting the open net finding trivial vulnerabilities, creating a mode of espionage to obtain trade or IP secrets. It's really quite become the dog-eat-dog world in cyberspace, especially dealing with state-back and non-state-back attackers. This is, this is really where the, the issue comes in when dealing with this, this type of stuff, because you're going to get sort of multi-vectored attacks through state-sponsored, non-state-sponsored cyber criminals, criminals that are motivated by their government and criminals that are motivated by money or just plain old good old-fashioned disruption. So there's really a back and forth, and I can't sit here and say, well, you know, blame this country or blame this this group of people. Um, you know, I, I could do that, and, and, and I've done that before, but um, it doesn't do us any good when we're just pointing the fingers. We need to look at ways that we can we can minimize and mitigate that risk, which is what we do here in 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 the cybersecurity world. Is we do our best to mitigate risk. We can't we can't eliminate that risk. We cannot eliminate people or countries or or adversaries who are trying to attack us. Our job is as as business leaders, as cybersecurity leaders, and cybersecurity people is to try to mitigate that risk at the best way possible. And by implementing solutions like this DNS um, redundancy or DNS failover system in your business, in your website business and practice will really help. You know, this is why I really recommend you guys to to operate when you're operating the internet and and have an always on website. Now, this may not apply to all of you. I, I get that. Some people may have, okay, if my website goes down for three days, you know, big whoop, it's not the end of the world. I don't have people reaching me, but but there's some businesses that do require that always on website and they don't have those 
policies in place, they have their eggs in one basket. So having that DNS redundancy in your website will honestly really give you that peace of mind. So when an attack does happen, you'll be prepared for one. And, and the other hand, you won't even notice it because your, your website will still be standing. And that's the main issue with all of these, a lot of these cybersecurity solutions is that they run in the background. And when they work, they work. And when they don't work, you know about it. So the problem with a lot of people who look at these solutions say, okay, well, I may invest money into this, but I don't know if I'll ever use it. But the point is you'll never notice it when it does happen because your traffic will be redirected through your secondary um, controller anyways, and your website and service will still be functional. So there's no disruption because it's people only complain when things get disrupted and things go down. And that is our life in IT and cybersecurity. Thank you so much for listening to this uh, podcast. I'm Darnley G. And this is Darn IT Podcast. Safe computing, everybody.